Welcome to Lessons from Life, the podcast that gleams profound life lessons from everyday life stories. Hosted by Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. Hello, friends. This is Brandon. This week, Dustin is in the process of moving to Nashville, Tennessee, and so I have a special guest with me today, Ryan Smith. So, Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Thanks for having me, Brandon. My name is Ryan. I went to Indiana Wesleyan, graduated in 2017 with biology and humanities. Now I'm ending my third year of four for med school at IU School of Medicine in Indianapolis and loving it. That's great to hear. So when you were a student, I know you took an adventure to Greece, I believe, and I'd love to hear more about that story. Started my junior year, I prayed frequently with a friend of mine, and one day he asked, can we pray for refugees today? And I said, I'd love to, but I don't know much about the situation. And that was fall of my junior year, and he told me, and we prayed, and I researched more, and God kind of grabbed my heart. And by the spring, there was something I wanted to do for it. So I decided I wanted to go volunteer. A hot location at the time was Athens, Greece. There were thousands, 5,000 a day for just one island of refugees leaving from multiple different countries, but crossing from Turkey and other countries into Greece to try and get to Northern Europe. So Greece was just a hot spot with so many people in need of help. No food, no money, no warm clothes. It was dead of winter. And volunteer agencies were just crying out for help. Their websites would say minimum two-month commitment, but if you called them, they'd say, come for a day, we'll use you. It was a hard situation. And so Greece is kind of where I set my heart on. And the Lord started opening doors to get there. We didn't know what we were doing. When I decided to go, I got a team of other students at IWU that wanted to go with me. Some, like the next day, I told them, hey, I feel God wants me to serve some refugees this summer. And then friends would say, I feel the same. Let's go. But we had no plan. We didn't know any volunteer orgs. We didn't know how to get there. But we had desire and we had affirmation from the Lord that this was something he wanted. So I literally started cold (laughs) emailing volunteer groups and individuals. There was a Facebook page for volunteers. I found some random Greek woman that offered up her house for a cheaper rent because she was gone for the summer. So we've had a place to stay. We bought plane tickets before we had any organization or apartments. And I was messaging on message boards saying, hey, I have six Americans that are fully funded for five weeks that want to come volunteer. Who can use us? I got some responses, probably messaged 30 different agencies and individuals. And so many of the things just didn't seem to be working or they couldn't use us or they spoke different languages or they wanted more training and others seemed good but we weren't as sure about them and randomly a man by the name Andreas messaged me individually he saw my post and he said hey I am starting a new volunteer organization we don't have a website we don't have a name we just got approved by the Greek government to be in the largest camp in Greece we need volunteers. And it sounded very sketchy in hindsight, (laughs) but I called him and just felt peace about the situation with him. And we agreed to help and we went and Project Alea, E-L-E-A, means Project Olive. 
we were the first volunteers for their new group. Worked in a camp with 2,200 refugees from 28 countries. Gave out food, gave out clothes, played soccer with the kids, worked on cultural building, tried to help the people that have been there for more than a year and that would end up being there for multiple years. Try and help them build community and kind of grow roots in what this temporary home would be like. It was very life-changing for me and that crazy experience that led to more things in that kind of refugee work network. Well, it sounds like quite an adventure. Did you have any fear at any point in time? I'd say definitely. <laughs> I'd say not always, not fear for my life or fear for safety, which I think was young and ignorant in hindsight. Mm -hmm. There is such a narrative at the time on media of dangerous refugees, or maybe it's criminals trying to sneak in. Mm -hmm. And I didn't buy that. And I don't think the data showed that. So I didn't feel like unsafe in that way. But I feared my own motives. Mm -hmm. I feared my pride. I feared whether we'd be helpful. I feared not leading well, because it was an idea from the Lord that we just started going, but then somehow there's more people going and they're looking to me asking questions mm -hmm. and I didn't feel qualified to answer those questions. Yeah. So it's one thing to go and make choices for yourself, but now that other people were following you into that. Yeah. Felt a little more scary. Yeah. I remember one member, I met her dad before we left and he asked how I'm going to make sure she's safe. And mm -hmm. that was a hard question to wrestle with. Mm -hmm. What'd you say? It sounded like he had more nerves of, is the camp safe? And I talked to him about the camp safety and tried to just give him some info of how I felt safe. But I honestly wasn't sure. Yeah. What did your parents think about all of this? Nervously proud, mm -hmm. I think. Scared to see it happen. Sad to see me go for the summer. Mm -hmm. But happy that I was doing something I felt the Lord wanted me to do. I understand that you actually went back a few more times. What were some of those other trips like? I was able to go three times, a total of three months over that year. It was cool to see how each trip felt a little different. The second one, I wasn't planning on going closer to the last minute. And then the leader of the trip dropped out. So it was a God moment to kind of sub me in to support a whole team of people that have never been. And we brought more IWU students each time. and. Some of those IWU students went and led trips in the future and then kind of cascaded. I got to have more long-term relationships with some of the refugees and volunteers after coming back every few months. So I think each one had its own challenges and lessons, but the length of it and the continued relationship was a big blessing. So what kinds of lessons do you think you learned during this experience? A big one from the start, I think from the very start, that was on my heart was, and I think it's a lesson I'm still learning, how to know God's will. But more specifically, I, I feel like a lot of people in general, especially undergrad students, even more so at a Christian school, sometimes we get fired up about something. We have things on our heart mm -hmm. and we want to follow God, but we get so lost in how. There's so many things in the world to do, so mm -hmm. many things he's calling us to so many burdens and vulnerable people that there's too much to do, too many options, too many careers I can pursue. Mm -hmm. And the whole process of getting to Greece was a lesson of 
just seeing what God puts in front of us, seeing the man on the road that Samaritan found that was just in front of him. I knew nothing of refugees in the start of my junior year, and my friend had me pray. And so praying was the first step. And then God grew compassion and tears and prayer. And prayer led to education, and I started learning, researching, reading so much stuff online and some books. And then that turned into advocacy and asking others to read and pray and inform. And then that turned into action. And I think that was a lesson that I am trying to keep. A moving verse at the time was in Jonah, the end of Jonah, where God gives him a tree, then takes it away, and Jonah gets mad. And then God says, you care more for this tree than the 120,000 in Nineveh that don't know their left hand from their right. And that was a conviction for me of, I'm so comfortable right now, and I don't even know about the refugee crisis with 22 million displaced people or more, or 60 million refugees throughout the world. It was a reminder to be informed, so I'd be compassionate. It was a reminder to be continually brought to prayer to things so that God can burden me, so that God can call me. Because I won't go and serve so on if I don't know anything about them or I'm not praying for them. So what advice would you have for other people who are having a burden placed on their heart and want to go and reach their needs? For someone that's not sure or has too many burdens on their heart, I think one is watch the news. Mm -hmm. I think news, (laughs) there's a lot of bad things with news, so don't watch it too much Mm -hmm. and stay hopeful. But I think being informed on what's going on in the world, I think we're called to be informed, to know the suffering of those around us to research it. And then I think pray. Mm -hmm. I think we're called first to intercession for all these things, for God's will to be done. And that's a powerful, practical, actionable step, Mm -hmm. not just a a small thing. And then I think look for any sort of ways to get involved, to, Mm -hmm. to start seeing if God stirs your heart more. There's a quote I love. It's easier for God to steer a moving ship. Mm hmm kind of how you you take the first step and see if God keeps opening doors. And that's what that was. I, Mm. we started knocking and a volunteer group started giving us info and telling us where to stay and messaging us and figuring out plans. So great. So speaking of the news, you know, as we're recording this, we are in the middle of this coronavirus crisis. And I know you're not done with med school yet, so I don't think I'm asking for medical advice, but you have been working with people in crisis. What are the kinds of things you think we all need to hear as we go through this? We actually just had, this Sunday was the first Sunday my church was closed, and I watched a a sermon online with friends, and Mm -hmm. they gave a powerful message. It was one on hope, on rehearsing the truths of God Mm -hmm. to give us hope in situations. So truths of God's goodness and mercy is coming each day. And so I think something in this time, it's scary for a lot of people, not just scary that there's a virus that kills Mm -hmm. and can kill by the thousands, Mm -hmm. but scary for moms whose kids are out of school so they can't work and Mm -hmm. pay rent. Or scary for kids that are out of school where they get free food and don't know where their lunch is coming this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, we're in a refugee situation ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've got to learn how to take care of each other, even with the social distancing. I think there's so many opportunities here to love people, Mm -hmm. even even though we have to stay indoors and be six feet away. It's a terrible thing that I don't wish and I I think is of the enemy. 
but I also think it's something so good that God can use because it, it draws us to remember these truths and it opens doors for us to show this love. Well, Ryan, it's been really good to get to know you and it was fun to watch you have these adventures. Not only the learning you did for yourself, but as you took others along with you, the impact it has made on their lives as they've been serving, but also the lives of all the people that you were serving. And it's going to be fun to watch to see how God uses you in your profession of medicine in the future. Yeah. And the last advice, you don't have to save the world. <laughs> right. And I didn't, my goal wasn't to solve the refugee crisis, but to help mm. a few people in a camp. And right. God does more with that allows me to speak at more things and allows mm. other people, Selena Herrera, Rachel Walters, Whitney Renfro, mm. to go and lead more trips and be there long term. Mm. Um, and so he multiplies a small step. And I think if anyone's burdened by something, take a small step and see what happens. Right. Well, Ryan, it looks like we're running out of time. So I'm going to thank you and say goodbye. It's been really good to hear this story, and I hope that others are inspired by it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Lessons from Life. We hope that you have learned a lesson today that will help you to be more fulfilled in life's journey. If you were inspired by today's episode, please subscribe and review. You can find Lessons from Life at LessonsFromLifeForYou.com. That is with the number four and the letter U. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website. We would love to hear the valuable lessons that you have learned from your life experiences.